0: Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Taylor Rapp, former Washington Husky defensive back, and you are tuned in to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 30 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast on a particularly happy one today. Uh, I have my friend Bennett here again with me this week after an absence last week. Uh, Before we get into the game that I'm sure you know, that we are going to talk about, uh, there was some prior to game information that I feel like should have been shared. So, uh, on Friday, when the injury report came out, Ethan Pochich, the center, Shaquille Griffin, Brian Monet, uh, who was placed on IR, were all ruled out. out. Pardon me. I don't know why I'm not pronouncing my Rs. Uh, Oh, wait, no L's, uh, prior to the game on Friday, uh, Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde were ruled out on Saturday. Um, But sources on Saturday said that Carson has an excellent chance to return versus the Cardinals. I'll speak more about that later, as there was a different development today on Monday. Um, And Quentin Dunbar is said to continue to rehab his knee, and he's going to be a bit before he's back. So that's not exactly a telling sign, but Coach Carroll did say that he would not be placed on IR. uh, And Benson Mayo was also not going to play. So I did have a quick question there, uh, just before we get into anything. Do you think that this team will continue to ride it out uh, from within in terms of cornerbacks, or do you think we'll, we'll look uh, to the street to free agents uh, for help there?
0: Well, I mean, you look at the waiver wire and things, things start to get a little drab, you know mm. what I mean. Who are you going to get? There's like Prince Amukamara, I guess.
1: I just, uh, I don't know if he fits a Pete Carroll type of cornerback fit, you know.
0: He's too slight. He's too slight. Mm -hmm. So, like, and who else are you going to get? Eli Apple?
1: What's interesting is uh, the other, speaking of Quentin Dunbar, his friend, uh, uh, DeAndre Baker, yeah, uh, had all of his charges dropped against him, which is an interesting development. Yeah. So, don't know if we'll see anything about that. But, you know, it's it's something to consider. Uh, Well, not, necessarily done here but cornerbacks just because of uh the injuries we've seen with uh the cornerback position and because of uh just not be yeah not being able to stay healthy obviously quentin dunbar is not going to be with us for a couple of weeks i think i don't know how long that's going to last but you know anyway moving forward uh mikey potty ugo Amadi, and nico thorpe would all return from injury and play in this game uh let me speak more about that after the game and Kyle Fuller, uh, the backup center, started his first NFL game ever in at the center position in place of Ethan, Ethan Pochich.
0: Wish he uh, had it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. It was his first start in general since 2017 where he played swing tackle for the Texans, uh, and Damon Harrison made his debut. All right, well, let's just get into this. This is going to be a mess. Uh The Rams would start the scoring off with a Kai Forbath field goal with 937 left in the first, which was a, to me, it was like, oh, hey, we didn't give up a touchdown to these guys yet. Little did I know what would happen later. Uh, The Seahawks would answer that field goal with a 13-yard touchdown run from Alex Collins, who had not scored with the team since 2016. Uh, Later in the quarter, uh, with 224 left in the first quarter, first, Daryl Henderson, Jr., uh, who was returning from injury with the Rams, would put the Rams up 10-7 to seven with a one-yard touchdown rush. Ending the quarter with that score of 10-7, to seven, the Rams would get back on the board with a Malcolm Brown seven-yard touchdown run with 619 left prior to the half, but then two field goals before the end of the half uh, from Jason Myers, including the one franchise-long 61-yard uh, field goal that is also the longest field goal of the year uh, as time expired would put the halftime deficit at only four points with the Rams up 17 to 13. Uh, I will just take the time to say right now in a episode that probably will not be very positive. Uh, Jason Myers has, I think, except for a mixed PAT, has done a pretty good job this year. Um, so props to him. Um, just knock on wood. Hope I don't have that come and bite me back in behind. Deep into the third quarter, with 6.22 left, the Malcolm Brown show would continue as he would add a one-yard touchdown run. I don't know why I said show. He only scored the two touchdowns. Uh, but Kai Forbath would miss a f- the extra point, leaving the Seahawks down by only 10 at the end of the third, 23 to 13. With 23 sec- 25 seconds left in the game, the Seahawks would add their third field goal by Jason Myers to go down by only seven. But then Jason Myers' onside kick would be recovered by Robert Woods. And the Seahawks would lose 23 to 16 in frustrating fashion. I'm sure frustrating is not the only word my friend Bennett would like to use here. Uh, stat leaders Russell Wilson attempted 37 passes and completed 22 for 248 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, he also led the running game for the Seahawks with eight rushes for 60 yards. He had a fumble. And Tyler Lockett led the receivers with five re- uh, receptions for 66 yards. I know that you're not going to probably want to do this, but we do have offensive and defensive MVPs now. Uh, so who do you who do you have as your offensive MVP? I was really only going to go with Russell because, I mean, he seemed to – I would go with Tyler Lockett maybe, but, I mean, he was kind of the only offense we had despite uh, – Despite the two the three turnovers in total. Um, who would who would you go with there?
0: For uh, for offense, I'll go Tyler. I think yeah. Tyler had a good game. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it's not like we can really go with any running backs. Um,
0: uh, yeah, who are you gonna say? Alex Collins. I mean he scored a one yard touchdown. To yeah, he wouldn't
1: even, you know, so defense, I mean, despite some of the things that I've seen on Twitter, like the uh, where he was being held and he wasn't able to necessarily make that tackle. Oh,
0: God, that stupid NFL memes post.
1: Yeah. Um, and people just saying something about him. I'll just say this before we continue moving on. I'm not going to make any decision on Jamal Adams until the end of the year.
0: And until it's, he's healthy.
1: Yeah. That's, that's to me, sitting here and telling me that, that Jamal Adams trade any, any negative pot and negative, uh, negativity I hear from that just stupid and I will not hear it. Um, but and for me in this game he was the best guy I saw that out there. Uh with six total tackles, the two sacks, three tackles for loss, and the forced fumble on Jared Goff. Uh which came a play after uh which came in the next play after that stupid uh missed tackle or whatever. Um he forced that fumble. So uh your thoughts yeah, on yeah. defensive?
0: I'd I'd probably I, I would have to give it to probably Jamal Adams. Uh did really well. Um despite, like, a couple of blown tackles, like, had a pretty good game. Most surprising person who came out and played pretty well is probably Puna Ford, who's been kind of quiet. Lately.
1: Oh, yeah, no, he's um, – um, I'll say this now. He was in terms of – well, PFF, which pro football focus, I won't always merit my uh, decision, John, but he's rated the second overall defensive tackle behind Aaron, Aaron Donald. So Puna's been uh, – that's in the last four weeks. Puna has been doing pretty solid, and I think he should be recognized for that. Um, yeah, so let's just uh, – oh, no, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, like, he's he's one of those players who's not going to have, like, a, a game where you're like, wow, let's all praise Puna for because that's not what a D-tackle is supposed to do. Mm-hmm, Arnold yep. is just a beast and a freak of nature, and, like, you can't compare him to any other player who's even played football before. Um, but Puna for it is the nice archetypical – D-tackle run-stuffer who's going to get the job done at the end of the day. And I think we – I think not we, you and I, but I think the Seattle fan base, or at least sports media, uh, underappreciates what he does for the team.
1: Mm -hmm. I Um, mean, yeah, he's not like a guy that's going to grab your attention. But, I mean, like you said, defensive tackles don't really get that attention, obviously. I think you said it pretty well there. Um, I mean, you know, obviously we've been – <laughs> really harping on his defense, but uh, it, I mean, seems like Pune's doing his job up front. So you know, well, um,
0: that, that that can get well, yeah. Let's get into the let's get into the so
1: let's let's just unleash the hounds here. Uh, three losses in four games. What okay. what the hell's going on? Uh, besides the obviously glaring defensive issues, what do you, what what's uh, what does Bennett have to say?
0: So okay, uh, let's start with. Uh, pointing at the obvious, um, Russell Wilson has been less than ideal for the past four weeks. Uh, this is the worst month of his football career. Uh, October into November has not been a good Russell Wilson month. He's put up thirteen, or yeah, thirteen turnovers, which is more than what he had in total of his rookie and the season after that, rookie Jesus. and sophomore seasons uh in his rookie season i think he put up 11 his sophomore season put up 11 this season he's put up 13 in the last four games uh so not good (laughs) and i think what speaks to that is i talk a lot about complimentary football and how an offense and a defense are very determined on how one of the other plays. I think we think about them two separately a lot of the times. Uh, to just to get to a little bit of football philosophy, the defense, if the defense is going to give up a score pretty much every time they're on the field, the offense has an extreme pressure on them to score touchdowns in a timely manner, uh, to do it, maybe eat up some clock, and uh, keep, keep the other offense off the field. Is that how football works normally? Absolutely not so much the thinking that your defense is going to give them a score every time they're on the field, but, like, you want to keep the other offense off the field. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks have an undeniable pressure to do that because their defense is so bad. They could make... They can make Jared Goff look like 2015 Tom Brady any, any day of the week. They could make Nick Foles look like Peyton Manning in his prime. And... What's really upsetting is that the talent is there. Shaquille Griffin is not mm-hmm. a bad corner. Quentin Dunbar is not a bad corner. Jamal Adams is not a bad safety. Ugo Amadi is a young talent that could get to the point where he could he could be on the level of some of these elite players. And like they've been playing so sloppily over the last eight games. Nine nine games? Eight games that it is hard nine games. We're at six and nine. They're yeah, six nine eight. games. They've been even so
1: even in that game. opening game against Atlanta, you know?
0: Even when we've won, we have not won convincingly. We won convincingly against the Dolphins. Uh, I should say that with a different light. We won convincingly against the Dolphins. That's good, actually, because, hey, they're, <laughs> they're six and three too. Um, what a sham that we have the same record as that team. Yeah, I oh, they
1: thought, are 6-3. I wouldn't
0: have thought that going in today. No. We, we, we are indeed wow. pacing the Dolphins. At least the Dolphins are pacing us. And thank God the Dolphins exist because they've beaten each NFC <laughs> uh, to keep us at least in the running for first place. Yeah. Um, if the Dolphins don't exist, we see the Cardinals at 7-2 and two and the Rams at 7-2. and two. So thank you, Cardinals. Or thank you, Dolphins. I think this is the most disappointing Seahawks game I've seen for quite some time uh, because we're playing a Rams team that shouldn't have beaten us. Uh, you look at this team week three and you think, man, we're going to go into lo-fi, so whatever it's called, stadium and beat the shit out of these guys. Pardon me. Beat the poop out of these guys. And we don't, we go in there and we put up probably the most, Mind boggling second half I've seen of football. And there are a lot of places we go wrong. There are a lot of places we go wrong. We go wrong at fourth and inches and punt it. Mm-hmm. Let them get a 97 yard drive on us. Uh, we go wrong when Russell Wilson decides to throw a pick in the end zone after a fumble that could have given us the lead where he had maybe 15 yards of running to, to, to do in front of him and possibly even a touchdown because we know how he can do that. We go wrong in a lot of the coaching decisions for third-down blitzes that just don't need to happen. And I think that, I mean, this team on paper should be the best team in the NFL. But as the defense continues to struggle, and we can get into why they're struggling later, but as a defense plain and simple continues to struggle the offense cannot save the game anymore because the pressure is going to get to them the 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 enemy team the enemy team the opposing team will know how to get into our offense's head because plain and simple we're not scaring any other teams the teams are not game planning for our defense you know how they game plan they go who can we pass it to for four quarters and just embarrass these corners stefan Diggs, i guess uh, who was it? This game wasn't Cup. I don't remember his name. It time. was uh,
1: it was more Josh Reynolds who was surprising considering they have Robert Woods and uh, Cooper Cup. And Woods, Reynolds had over ninety yards.
0: What's Reynolds? And Cups, I mean, Cup, Wood Woods Reynolds and Cup are not corners to spit at. They're good corners or uh, receivers. They're good, and they're really unselfish. They know how to spread the ball. But, like, you're making them look like Julio Jones, Antonio Brown in his prime, and Jerry Rice. It's ridiculous. You're making them look like much better receivers than they are. And then you have Malcolm Brown. I, I mean, we couldn't even stop the run this game. So there's mm-hmm. something fundamentally wrong with this team. And you're starting to see it on the other side of the ball, too. You're starting to see it on the offense. I brought up that stat last time I was on about when D.K. Metcalf gets more than 70 yards, uh, we win most of those games. Um, D.K. Metcalf got, what, 16 yards or something? <laughs> mm. um, and that shouldn't have happened. Jalen Ramsey wasn't taking him out of the game. D.K. Metcalf was open a lot of the time, and uh, Russell Wilson was ignoring him the entire time. I don't know if it's because he Which, lost. I don't know. It's
1: just interesting to say that – well, not say that to, to see that because – you know, typically when they play like a top corner guy, Russell's except in the exception of the Patriots game like this year against Stefan Gilmore, he he kind of steers away from the top guy. Like if you look back at Super Bowl forty nine, he stayed away from Daryl Rivas when Doug Baldwin was going to open a decent amount of times. It, so it's it's you think he has that trust with this guy, you know?
0: I would think, because and I guess side- just not. We also saw it against the Bills when he was challenging Norman a little bit, at least. Norman
1: was no, yeah, Norman didn't play that game. Did you? Not Norman. was the other White?
0: guy? Who's the other fellow?
1: Tre'Davious White. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Challenge White a decent amount. Who would be the top corner? Not their top guy normally, because Josh Norman is, um, but he, he's not. I would say within the last season or so, he hasn't been super apprehensive to go after these corners. And when you have a guy like D.K. Metcalf who can who can literally single-handedly raise you out of a game where you're down, you can't be so gun-shy. And I think Russell was gun-shy because he threw those two picks. Um, and that's when you're forcing the ball in places you shouldn't be, quite, quite frankly. That one, I think, was Greg Olson the target on both of them or was one Hollister?
1: It was uh, Disley on that other one in that corner of the end zone.
0: Uh, right. The Disley one's stupid, bad, dumb. Why'd you do that? Um, and
1: acres, acres to run for, not literally, but you know, you know what I mean.
0: Probably one of the worst interceptions I've seen Russell Wilson throw outside of that Packers game that we ended up winning. But, um, also, the other Packers game that we did not end up winning. Yeah, both
1: of those Packers games were just ooh, both of those two you just mentioned. Just ugh.
0: then, uh, then that one to Olson. I mean, I, I guess I cannot really fault Russ that that's a that was just a really good pick. But that makes him gun shy and that makes him not want to throw it deep, understandably. And then when he starts to throw it deep, he starts to overthrow it because he wants to make sure DK is the only one who can get it. Um, but man, there were just so many missed opportunities with DK where he was getting, getting separation from Ramsey, getting separation from the second screen corner that I cannot remember his name, but he's like 5'9", so it doesn't matter. Um, it was just a disappointing game in terms of who Russell was targeting too. I don't think you can place the blame 100% on him, but... But uh, he hasn't
1: really been himself to... He hasn't been
0: himself, but I'm starting to think it's because... And, like, I don't want to get too conspiratorial, conspiratorial here because I hate when people do this. But I would imagine he's becoming pretty disgruntled with how his defense is not backing up in any way whatsoever. Um... And I would also imagine uh, it's just because he feels like he has to force the ball downfield every every single drive. And I know that's kind of the quarterback's job to march downfield, especially in a spread offense that we're kind of trying to switch towards. But it's just – it's not going to happen when your defense cannot give you a single break. And it's not going to happen um, when some of these teams only game plan for your offense. So, um That's kind of my spiel, I guess. I I still have a lot to say, but we should move on.
1: Well, I do want to uh, kind of speak on a couple things about this defense. Um, In terms of not adjusting, something that Ken Norton seems to not be doing, the whole adjustment thing, something you're supposed to do when you're a defensive coordinator, there's one particular play in mind that I have in the second quarter with nine minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. Jared Goff and the Rams get a delay a game penalty. And it was one of those things where I think he tried to get the ball off, but he couldn't. The Seahawks showed the pressure. It was an overblast three, which is a zone pressure. All right. If you're following me, Sean McVay sees this. You know, he sees that guys are going to blitz and who's going to stay back in coverage. And he dials up a screenplay, all right, which we would do, you know, which they they, they even came out of the game where they were running screenplays, which you think you'd adjust by then. You'd say, hey, these guys are going to run screens against us because they know that we're sending blitzes in order to combat the sort of ineffectiveness that the D-lines had. Okay, so after that delay of game penalty, Sean McVay calls a screen. And what does Ken Norton – well, I, I see a lot of things where people are saying, oh, it's not Ken Norton, Pete Carroll's invested yeah. too. It's like, okay, whoever needs to get yelled at needs to get this through their head. They don't adjust. Because what play do the Seahawks defense, does the Seahawks defense run? Their same exact play that they had just showed. The same exact defense that would obviously not work against the screen.
0: What was that? The third and, was that the third and 15 that they gave up?
1: Uh, it was third down. I don't remember the yardage, but it, it's I, the ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: Just, there's no adjustments. It's like, okay, you know, if you want to take away the uh, blame from Ken Norton, he was the defensive coordinator for Oakland a couple of years ago when he got fired for the same exact reason. His defense doesn't do anything. And then this – I've I've heard this narrative as well as, oh, it's not the coaching, it's the players, and Pete Carroll – excuse the phone. um.
0: yeah
1: oh okay um it's this whole narrative that it's the coaching and no it's not the coaching it's the players that there's no talent there they don't have the guys that's all i know bennett said shit earlier you know but we're this is a i'm already frustrated the whole narrative that they don't have the guys is bullshit jamal adams is an all pro safety Shaquille griffin had a great year last well no Shaquille griffin's a starting caliber corner Quentin Dunbar had an amazing year last year. Puna Ford, uh, we, we already talked about Puna Ford's Puna Ford. John Reed hasn't been completely horrible. Damon Harrison's coming along. So he's, he's, he'll be there.
0: Oh, and Carlos Dunlap.
1: Carlos Dunlap just got acquired, who had a pretty solid game against the Bills. And he's, you know, been a... I could go and look at his accolades. Bobby Wagner's Hall of Famer waiting to get his effing jacket. KJ Wright's had an amazing year. It's just the 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 idea that they don't have the guy. Who do you want? You're not going to get the Legion of Boom back. It's not happening. So just the, the idea that you're going to sit here and tell me that they don't have the talent is wrong. Yeah. These guys are all quality players, and they're not being put in the position to succeed, whether it's the play calling or the coaching. It's not on them. I know that. It's not 100% on them.
0: It's like you've got a freaking IKEA sofa. You got a third grader putting it together. Exactly.
1: It's like that. It, it's not going to work. And I'm just, I see a lot of these misconceptions and I, you know, it's just bonk them over the head. Like, Oh, they don't have the, who do you want to trade for? You're not going to get an Aaron Donald, you know, you're not going to go out and get these it's coaching. And I could go and pull up the Raiders articles from when Ken Norton got fired as the defensive coordinator down there. Cause he was a defensive coordinator for the Raiders and he didn't, it was bad.
0: He didn't do anything. That's,
1: that's why he got fired. Like, did we play
0: that? Did we play him in London?
1: Ooh, um, that, was that who his speak, team? I will look up
0: because <laughs> we screwed them up.
1: Uh, that was last year, right?
0: That was so many years ago. Oh,
1: I think that's 2018. Uh, London,
0: uh, 2018. Ken Norton. We have a lot of Seahawks fans in. In in London, oh no, that's his. Uh, that's his dad. Hold on. Oh, it was uh, Gunther. Paul Gunther. All right, that's his replacement. Never mind. Looks like they got a worse replacement. But anyways, the
1: point. The point being, I am so like it's
0: craving just, the. This is crazy. I'm crazy like craving the Chris Richard years.
1: Yeah, and even yeah, that is that that defense was not as bad as this.
0: Exactly, because at least we'd change things.
1: Yeah, there would be some sorts of adjustments. Like I said, it's just the adju- there hasn't been adjustments. It's like uh, the Bills game. The Bills game, they said that they had a, a game plan where they expected the Bills to run. The Bills were in the lower half of the league in rushing. Why, Why are you game planning? you get, planning? Run, you like, get what I'm saying here? Theory. It doesn't make sense. It in doesn't make moss. sense what's going on.
0: That's like, just... It is the dumbest.
1: They're not the ra- the Ravens of last year that could run with Lamar, could run with Mark Ingram, could run with like you know, it's it's incredibly bizarre what we're seeing, and the more excuses that we see from Pete Carroll about oh it's not this guy or we're see we're going to see it turn around. He said that he would th- he hopes that this defense would look markedly different in the second half of the season. Well, we just started the second half of the season. Okay, and. Despite only giving up, uh, how I many, despite the effort in the second half, because they didn't get too blown out in the second half, uh, it's, i it's just every, every week that this shit continues is more and more Super Bowl window you lose with Russell Wilson because as long as you have Russell Wilson, I've, it's been said several times by so many people. But it's true. As long as you've got Russell Wilson, you've got somewhat of a chance. And you've got sure. this talent on the defense. I, I, you know, any other year, if, if we came into this year, I was already excited coming into this year with the secondary. But if I came into this year with Carlos Dunlap and Damon Harrison on the defensive line, I would think – I'm not a guy to get, you know, Super Bowl tattoo before the Super Bowl happens. But I would think, you know, that's the kind of level of excited I'd be. So it's it it's a coach. These are coaching mistakes, and it's on the coaches to figure out what's wrong. Well, not figure out. It's kind of clear what's wrong. To fix what's wrong, before we lose more games. I sat here last week when you weren't here, Bennett, and I looked at the record, and you know to sort of to go to the Super Bowl or get the one seed. In this division, you really needed to win out, basically, unless you were to, you know, go 13-2 and two and then play the Niners and maybe rest your starters and lose that game. You lost the game to the Rams. Now you're looking at this game on Thursday versus the Cardinals, a stretch of the Eagles, Giants, Jets, and Washington football team, which isn't exactly scary, but, is,
0: I'm, you know. And, you know, Chuck, I think we could win those games. I hope so. I mean, (laughs) I think we could, but I'll tell you right now, it doesn't mean a damn thing. (laughs) Like, hey, even if we go to the playoffs, even if we manage to make it there and the Cardinals don't stay hot and the Rams don't stay consistent, and we somehow make it even as the number one seed and we get that nice bye week.
1: Yep. If the defense is like this and you bring in, say, a Tom Brady in that offense, green bay in their offense
0: exactly you walk up you're expected it won't matter vikings it won't you're not gonna win we beat them sure but that's because they didn't have dalvin cook the best running back in the league oh yeah he was
1: injured for that half second half i think
0: um yeah they lost him and then we then we let his backup run all over us yep and then yep yep. and what are you gonna do to stop tom brady hey listen okay the bucks inconsistent maybe maybe we didn't win
1: this week though they play the Rams. We get
0: lucky, and we get the crappy Bucks, and we beat them. Um, Green Bay, no, not a single chance in hell that you beat them. No, no, not with this, not with this defense.
1: Maybe it's with just, this offense. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like
0: beat you're... them for a while, but you're not gonna complete a game. It is. <sighs> I don't even know who that is. Sorry, I got a phone message. Wait, Ron. who? Oh, t- never mind. Robert Covington's going to the Trailblazers. Oh know.
1: yeah, he's he's all right.
0: Um, he did he start for the Rockets? Not yep. necessary. That's not Seattle.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, but the point being is, you know, is, playing this NFC East and Jet was well, the Jets could Jets could win there. NFC, man, no, they're they they have not won a game. <laughs> um, probably not this stretch. Yeah, like like I think like I think Bennett was gonna say, the stretch is fine and all, and win those games would be great, and then you play the Rams on the twenty seventh and the Niners, which the Niners are always a pain anyway. But it none of this will matter and you get to the playoffs and you're gonna be a one and done playoff team again. And the, the sad reality is since the Super Bowl years, this team has been one and done. They've got they get they win either the wild card game, woo, and then you get to the divisional game, done. The Falcons, you know, the Packers last year, done. The The Panthers that one year, it's, you know, you have to find a way to get over that hump again. And, and fixing irritating. this defense would do that.
0: It's irritating because in the years before, maybe not last year, but the years before, you let Russell do his thing, we probably go to the NFC Championship. We probably win the NFC Championship. Oh, you with a Russell like this, Super yeah. Bowl, probably go to the Super Bowl and give the – Patriots or the the chiefs or whatever whoever i don't even can't even remember who did the Super Bowls
1: Patriots uh, several times, the chiefs, that one time
0: you probably give them a run for their money, you know
1: It's just you know you have to get over that hump, and right now and you now, know even even weeks ago at at no point has this I, I looked at this chief and said, "Hey, we'll be fine."
0: It feels like we're going the wrong way.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's like each week, it's like, how can this get worse? And then it just gets worse. You know, it's not like the the Rams put up 50 or 44 like the Bills. But the the point is the execution is still not there and the adjustments aren't there. And the game, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the game plan was. But like with the Bills, the game plan's not there.
0: Game plan's not there. Game plan's not there. Pete Carroll's stupid. It's coaching. It
1: is coaching.
0: That comment he made, we didn't expect the Bills to just Yeah, throw. that
1: I will what? never – that is so bizarre, beyond bizarre.
0: What? And, I mean, hey, okay, uh, all right, maybe I kind of get it. Maybe I kind of get it that, uh, hey, Josh Allen hadn't thrown a touchdown for two weeks straight. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. But they're, they're still an air team. They're yep. getting to the couple one or so yard line and Singletary or Moss or even Josh Allen – uh, they're just running it in. And so, like, yeah, maybe you can expect them to to not pass 100% of the time. You should not game plan for them to be a running team. No. Not nope. with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I'm not saying they're bad players. I'm just saying you have Josh Allen, who now is probably the leading candidate for MVP, uh, right there with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Badman. Cheese man. Um, Another week, Bennett. Another week you said that. Almost said it. Almost said it. Didn't finish it. Then you mm. hit the ERS, but there you go. Um, just well even
1: even to go back to that fourth and inches, like I I mm. oh. see because I was gonna say this that the the way that the def the the, the the defense is the root of all our issues right now. Oh absolutely because say if if you get a few more stops in that game, I'm sure Russell Wilson just runs that which is an also an interesting topic that I want to talk about. He does not run, they don't give him enough runs. I saw Aaron Rodgers run a read option this week. Aaron Rodgers of all people, which he's no Tom Brady in terms of slowness, but he's no Lamar Jackson. So it's does it doesn't make sense to me why we've taken away Russell's ability to run like he's been bad and we've grounded him and he's not allowed to run the ball anymore.
0: Until it's garbage time and then he pretty
1: much. You know, wow. and he or he needs to like you know yeah, pretty yeah. Um, you know. Josh Allen had a play this week where they uh they designed a run for him. Um, yeah, they designed a run for him. Cam Newton had it. Well, Cam Newton's bigger. But the point is running quarterbacks get designed runs. Cam Newton had a play where the two wide receivers on the right side faked on slants to go inside on man defense, which forces the cornerbacks into the middle of the field. and Cam Newton runs to the right. Like, is he – what? Did he get baby weight as a father? <laughs> Can he not run anymore? He can, the read option could have helped you in so many of these situations, fourth and inches, goal line plays. And, you know, this, I'm sure Russell right now, the issue with him, he probably does think he has to score every single time and has to get the ball in the end zone. But, you know, the fourth and inches is my point of emphasis here. Fourth and inches, I don't care that it's early. I don't care that you might have been on your own side of the field. It's fourth and inches. And you have this offense that Pete Carroll, you know, the high-octane offense, the point is I'm not going to say he's got a better this and that because I miss Marshawn and Marshawn kind of, probably could have gotten that inch or so, but, you know, when you've got that and you say, no, we're going to punt it, and then to double down on it today and say, no, I believe that was the right call, you know, it just, it's, it's bizarre because earlier in the season they were going for it on fourth and short, you know,
0: it's just, I think you've
1: lost that confidence or whatever, but
0: it's the lack of taking responsibility.
1: To yeah, it, that's what it seems to be. You know, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, point the finger. You can't sit here and point the finger because at the end of the season or after your one playoff game, if you even win the one playoff game, considering how this defense is playing, you're going to sit on the couch and you're going to be like, well, we didn't change and I just sat and pointed the finger too much.
0: I mean, like, and it, I don't know, and it makes me feel bad for Russell Wilson because – The media is going to lambast him. I don't know how you say that word. I don't even write it. They're they're just going to crucify him. It's like, oh,
1: well, funny. I don't know how he's even relevant. But David Carr was uh, last week after the Bills game said to, let's calm down on the let Russ cook mantra, which is stupid.
0: No, because if you abandon it, (laughs) who the hell are you going to run with?
1: Yeah, so, like, I don't, you know. David Carson shut his mouth and go back to watching his brother be relevant. Uh, Oh,
0: God. That's Derek Carr. Is that Derek Carr's brother?
1: Yes. He played with the Texans a little bit and then really (laughs) hasn't done much. Um, It's just like a big point of emphasis is Chris Carson hasn't been in or Carlos Hyde, which is great and all, but before you can even get to running the ball, the team has been down. Like in the Bills game, you're down like 14 to nothing.
0: You're not going to chase down a win. You're not gonna you're not gonna chase down a win running three yard.
1: Yes, it's like loss runs. It's there's so much you know information's coming out of the and mouths right now that's just so frustrating and doesn't make sense. You know, it's just yeah, like you said, the media's gonna sit here and oh, Russell Wilson no longer in the MVP, blah blah blah. It's like shut up. You know, it's
0: well without I mean, Russell
1: Wilson, I I guarantee you we're probably with the same record as the Jets right now. You know, no no guessed. wins.
0: I could agree that Russell Wilson probably, probably out of that MVP. Yeah,
1: I would scrapped that. that. I did. I never cared for individual awards much myself. Whatever
0: that that award's stupid, anyways. <laughs> would I have liked to see him get one for once in his life? Yeah, but does it matter really that much now? But to question if he's good because of these games is stupid. I saw a tweet by someone. Maybe Alistair Corps. Mm. Uh, that was like, I wouldn't trust any other quarterback in the league to bounce back than Russell Wilson. I I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I would hope because you, you'd you'd expect him to come back and like kick ass. Now uh, here's the here's the here's the tweet. Uh, thank you. At by Alistair Core, Russell Wilson will never have a month as bad as he just had again, and if the defense can play at the level they played during the second half yesterday, the Seahawks are a legit contender as anyone. Uh, the doom and gloom is not computing with me. Hey, I get it. We shouldn't be so doom and gloom. This is highly reactionary. If I look at who we're playing for the rest of the season, I do feel good. Um, but regardless of that, the defense showed flashes of brilliance, but we also see that it highly affects how the offense plays. If we're not, if we can't play complementary football on both sides of the football, we're never going to make it deep into mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yep. And that's not doom and gloom. That to me... That's the cold hard feels, reality. That just feels like the reality of the situation. And does that suck? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I just, um, I don't see it going either way.
1: Yep. Nope. I, that's, that's the truth to me. So I have no disagreements with that. It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson has historically been great in bounce back games and what I saw has not been Russell Wilson. I don't know if, you know, his son, you know, maybe took him and it's, it's like the, uh, it's like space jam when it wasn't his, you know, their players, their talent got sucked away. It's like, it's what that's, that's what I'm watching right now. You know, And it's just, it's weird. And another thing, too, is the, to me, is the scoring in the second half and the offensive uh, plate calling in the second half of these games. They scored three points in the second half of this Rams game, and they scored three points in the second half of the, no, pardon me, seven points in the second half of the Cardinals game that they lost. So, you know, I just don't get how you can sit here and be, I, don't, I wouldn't say that the tempo was more laxed in this game, in the second half. But in the Cardinals game, you can't sit here and just be, you know, and, like, against the Cardinals and Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, who I now hate after that Hail Mary. God, I watched that happen. Oh, was, There's on, no way that, he's going to catch that. That was a hell
0: of a play. <laughs> ah, God. Hey, listen, I know it's the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are slowly becoming what the 49ers were maybe five years ago. That was a hell of a play.
1: I know. I just I was like, really, <laughs> like, of all weeks to happen.
0: And it sucks because I really like DeAndre Hopkins, and I really. Oh do
1: yeah, no. Before it. before that trade, I was like, hell yeah, dude. You know, get him out of there. Get him on a. Oh, the Cardinals. Oh.
0: I like Kyler Murray too. I know that's also a hot take, but
1: I don't really have an what, issue with him. Besides the fact that he's for the Cardinals,
0: just Holy crap. <laughs> Hey, maybe Kyler Murray should be in the conversation for MVP, too. I know he is. Um, God. But, just, the, you know. I, you know, yeah. Which I,
1: I think we can talk about because we play them this week anyway. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, okay. Just to maybe not preview entirely, but I will say that this football team in the second half of this Rams game didn't look like a football team that wanted to win. No. Nope. You no. Know? It looked like a football team that wanted to go home. It looked like a football team that was done playing by the time they came out of the half. The Seahawks have had second-half adjustments before just fine. They've done it. This this uh, this game, it looked like they came out, played the same football. At least the offense played the same football. And the defense played admirably. Are they going to keep that consistency? Probably not. Maybe they will, and if they will, then great. We'll probably, we'll probably lose to the Cardinals by three instead of by ten. Because it's still lackluster. And you got to remember, the Rams are not that good. Like, yeah, they're six and three. They're not good, though. I mean, the record in the NFL does not mean a lot at this point. I think that the Seahawks might start be falling like starting to fall into that category where we might be a mediocre team with a very good record. Um, but we started the season five and zero, oh, and now we're six and three. So, you have to keep the intensity you started the season with. You can't get comfortable. And I think nope. the one that showed us that we can't get comfortable is is uh the cardinal game like you said you have to keep mm. that intensity all four quarters against that team up because they're 10. liable to as we saw they're liable to come back at any given moment yep they're like what the seahawks were uh in the doug baldwin days where like hey the seahawks are down uh oh oh yeah
1: oh they're back here we go now
0: they're up and we lost yep Damn. if that's what the cardinals are going to be we cannot we cannot get comfortable with the lead furthermore We can't get comfortable doing the same defensive scheme the entire game. Yep. That blitz situation you talked about. Yeah,
1: that that's just um, horrendous.
0: Just the blitzes they've been dialing up over the last three weeks have been horrendous. You can delay a blitz. You can delay blitz. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. a delayed blitz, obviously, I mean, is for when you don't know if they're going to run a screen or not. And it basically saves you. And it can
1: just throw off the offensive lineman because you're like, oh, I don't have to blast this guy, and he won't look at you, you know. Right, just...
0: and then, oh, all of a sudden they're blitzing. So, a delayed blitz, really nice thing to have in your in your tool belt. I don't think Ken see. Norton
1: has that. He didn't see it.
0: He didn't <laughs> see it once. Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams is on a delayed blitz. The team feels... Uh-oh. ...unstoppable. Oh, there you go. Okay. But... It just, it's just, it's frustrating to watch the team not play up to its potential. And I feel like against the Cardinals, if you don't play up to your entire potential, they're the road to winning. There are less roads to winning. Your menu yep. gets a lot smaller.
1: It's, it's this team, I'm sure, because coming in with all the momentum in the world, you know, having oh, beat yeah. U.S. a couple of weeks ago, I think they had a. I don't remember who they played uh, when we played the Bills. But – um, and then coming off that win, you know, any any sort of week where you come off a game winner like that, it's – you know, you're going to be hyped up. And come and play the Seahawks on a short week where the Seahawks are more than likely really beat up. You know, they're already beat up. Um, you know, they're going to come come into this game psyched up. So you – you have to come and you have to realize that you're really underperforming, and this is just embarrassing. You should be embarrassed as a team, oh, yes. and just get your get your s h i t together. Um, because you know, if we sit here, and as I said, with this four game stretch is coming up after this game on Thursday, this is a really good chance for you to have effectively four tune up games after the Ram. I mean, the, pardon me, the Cardinals game and get your stuff together and say, all right, let's just go out and beat these guys up and get ready for the Rams and then the Niners and then the playoffs. But if you don't and you manage to hobble your way through an NFC division, well, an NFC West division, uh, with the exclusion of the Cowboys, I've already played them, that you know hasn't won – maybe they've won nine games in total of those three – and then the Jets, who haven't won a game at all, you know, if you hobble through those games and you're not beating them up, I, I don't know what to tell you. You yep. can you can basically just pack it in and see who you're going to draft. Oh, that's right. You don't have a first-round pick. See who you're going to get maybe in the third round or so. You know, it's you, you can just pack it up and see if you, you can get ready for next year's camp.
0: We put so many chips on the table. Oh, yeah,
1: because Russell was not this offseason. He was like, oh, you know, I could love to get another another big guy. You get a guy like Jamal Adams, I don't think you're going to complain about that. We and... we put
0: so much on the table for this season.
1: So, you know. It's...
0: And to see us wildly flail like we've yeah. been doing over yep. the last four weeks, I'd even say that we got lucky with the 49ers win. Um, because yeah, because, I
1: mean, it was close going into half.
0: Their team was so hobbled. Yep. And we really probably only won because Jimmy Garoppolo is a substandard quarterback. Uh God, if you're playing Nick Mullins for four quarters <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to
1: think about that now. Because they lost to Nick Mullins that one year a couple of years ago, remember? That one down there. Uh yeah. in, in overtime. So So
0: like I just I have a hard time trusting this team.
1: Until they show improvement, yes. I have you a know, hard time and, trusting this team. So, and, hey,
0: maybe they come out Wednesday, and I'm gonna say something really coachy here. Wednesday. And I hopefully, hopefully I can put this on my reel for when I become a high school coach for some like podunk Western Washington <laughs> team and like win two I hope games. it's
1: Western Washington, not over there in Eastern Washington.
0: Eastern Washington, I can get like two, two wins a season. <laughs> um, you got to go out there on Thursday and reestablish who you are as a football team. Yep. Because for the last four weeks, what you've shown your fans, what you've shown the rest of the league, um, more importantly, the rest of the league, is that you're a team that you don't – like, we don't have to beat you. We have to wait for you to beat yourself. Pretty much. So you have to reestablish that you're the football team that will see the Atlanta Falcons celebrating on third and ten and then go out there and throw a fourth and 10- <laughs> ten. <laughs> you got to reestablish yourself as that football team or else the rest of the league is not going to be afraid of you. They're not going to care when they play you. The Cardinals are going to run all over you. Then the Rams and the Niners are going to do the same thing. You have to reestablish that you're a team that should be feared. You're a team that people should have to game play for or game plan for. And if you don't do that, you're just gonna be like, uh, I don't know, you're gonna be the clone of the Colts. Oh, we're playing the Seahawks. Bet we could beat them. And if you come out with a win, they'll be like, "Well, the Seahawks got lucky because the other team turned over the ball a couple times, and so on and so forth." You have to start winning in a convincing fashion like you started to do at the beginning of the season. And even then, was it really that convincing because the defense was so garbage? Not really. But at least you had Russell Wilson throwing five touchdowns a game. This is what we were expecting. I knew I was going to pop off at some point.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's deserved. There's, there's yeah. in, in, in weeks, not, in not not even weeks, in w- years past, there are times where it's like, oh, the defense gave their effort. You know, offense isn't right. happening today. Oh, the defense got burned today offense did their job nope both of you guys at this point in the season earlier I could say oh Russell Wilson they did their job
0: Bill's, Bill's game okay yeah we put up 33 points congrats Russell well still, even
1: then you know
0: Russell still threw a three interceptions yep some of them were the most forced interceptions I've ever seen
1: it's just like like you said you need to come and reestablish yourself and just pick yourself up because at this point, you're just kind of sitting on like – it's like some guy just fell down in the street. It's like, okay, are you going to get up or are you just going to sit there while the rain pours on you? That's what's happening right now.
0: And we're waiting for the truck to hit.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. Like
0: this Thursday. This Thursday dictates to me if we're even a team that we should that should be considered.
1: Yes. Yep. If you lose – it, I, even, even personally, I had this week, this last week, I was like, if you lose to the Rams looking down this stretch, you could be done, you know. But if I think even with to a bigger extent, you lose to these Cardinals, yeah, just just kind of you're playing the rest of the games. You're just kind of there, you're, you're not even playing them.
0: You're you're playing for the uh, you're playing for the wild card.
1: Yeah, and you know even that wild card, uh,
0: even that wild card could go to the Rams. So, uh, yeah And like the Vikings, it's just like the wild card is it seems almost indelible for the Seahawks to get. Because there's so many teams gunning for it that are better than us. Like the Vikings, the, the Saints. Maybe. The
1: Cardinals could take that wild card spot.
0: The it's... Cardinals, if the Rams win the division, or we win the division. The Rams, if the Cardinals win the division, or we win the division. Um, nobody in the NFC East is gunning for it, because the NFC East is terrible. They'll
1: get their one guaranteed playoff spot, and that's it. <laughs>
0: Which they should take away. There's yeah, my that's
1: cake. ridiculous.
0: Um it's just but it's just like it, it, the the season looks grim if you if you start to drop the rest of these games cuz we could very well go 10 and 6 which is not bad still disgusting um, but if you lose 5 of 6 of those games to people inside your division that's a bad season
1: yeah and even even to go back in the past besides that one game where you know Uh, the field goal happened to sail a little bit to the other side of the goalpost against the Rams. Pete Carroll has not had success against Sean McVay down there or up here, you know, and you got to get back to beating your division again. Because...
0: We We used to pretty squarely beat the Niners and the Cardinals and the Rams used to come in and give us a run for our money.
1: Yeah, they'd give us the occasional... They'd give us a game because it's like we would win down there and they would wound up here or something like that you know
0: yeah it's just like but now i'd hate to say it i was a pretty big naysayer of the cardinals even though they had kyler murray who i who i had marked as a good quarterback going into the season hate to say it uh they're the best team in the division probably right now
1: at this point in the season right now i'd say yeah i'd I'd agree with that
0: um i think the seahawks are two i don't think the rams are better than us
1: that was Um, a game that you should have won
0: that, yeah, that's why I think that's why I'm so frustrated. The Bills game, yeah. a little less frustrated. Um, cause yeah, because it,
1: was it wasn't like the game, the game was Bills more in good. reach. It was just kind of like a shellacking, and it happened, and it was like, wow. Yeah, it
0: sucked that we. It sucked that we gave up 44 points, um, and that gave me feel bad for us because he threw the three picks, but he still could have won the game for us. This game feels different because, um, hey, you know, we really should have beaten them. <laughs> And they were just, it's, and it's also like, oh, I don't know. I could like just shellac on the non-praise, but uh, that that delay of game in um
1: oh before, yeah when we
0: we're in the red zone.
1: Don't that can't happen. That cannot happen. That can't.
0: That can't happen. I don't that know. cannot happen. I don't know how that happened. That. Is it really totally on Russ?
1: That's just, I don't know. At some point, I, I just wondered that's just a mental lapse. Like, he's got, you know, you've got, he's got other things on his mind. He's, you know, too worried about the defense.
0: Yeah. I won't lie. There came a point where I was struggling to finish the football game.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. This is, you know.
0: I, I turned it off for me the last two minutes. Yep. Uh, we scored that field goal, and I was just like, whatever. hmm <laughs> I just turned it off. I was like. I don't even know if I watched the field goal happen because we were in field goal range. It was a two-minute warning, and I was just like, "I'm, I'm done." Because at that point, we already knew that it was going to come down to an onside. Uh, so, just uh, yeah, probably the most frustrating game this season uh, because we probably should have won. Probably the most frustrating game in the last two seasons, maybe even three. Uh, cause. Like you said, back in those times, you could have put the blame on one side of the football and been like, well, they brought their stuff today. Where were you? But um, even though the defense might have put up decent scoreboard numbers, statistically not a good game for them.
1: Yep. So, so it's like bottom line, you need to fix, you need to you need to write this ship. Or
0: Absolutely no silver lining of this week.
1: Nope. Yep, because exactly.
0: The Rams beat us and then the Cardinals also won.
1: Yep. There's no, hey, at least we're top of the divot. No.
0: Nope.
1: You're looking up. You're looking up right now. So it uh, doesn't get better on the injury front as we move on, hopefully try to get away from that game. Uh, Kyle Fuller, who filled in for Ethan Pogic uh, and his concussion, suffered a high ankle sprain. I uh, haven't received official word on what that means for him going forward. Nico Thorpe re his groin, and in the Monday press conference, Pete Carroll did not seem optimistic and kind of hinted toward him being done to this for the season. So uh, cornerback's going to be a little bit short uh, in terms of numbers there. Travis Homer suffered a hand injury, which I don't know what that means because Travis Homer really, I don't know, not a big Homer guy. Uh, and guard Jordan Simmons suffered a calf injury. That is why Jamarco Jones was playing a left guard. Uh, when Mikey Potty came out. Oh, yeah, Mikey Potty came out of the game at some point, so that's helpful. Uh, And Jamal Adams played through a shoulder injury but has said that he is a quote-unquote warrior and he will not be out for the game against the Cardinals. Uh, Team news. Team signed running back Bo Scarborough, uh, formerly from Alabama, uh, played for the Seahawks a few years ago. I already talked about David Carr and the idiotic thing that he said. I want to give David Carr more spotlight. Uh, the NFL owners approved a contingency plan, sorry, English no good, uh, plan to extend the playoffs to 16 teams if COVID-19 caused more cancellation of games. Uh, this would add two playoff game, two playoff teams making eight in each conference. It will only happen if we see more regular season games canceled. So that's a big sort of if, hopefully not, Um As we already said, over the last four weeks, per Pro Football Focus, Puna Ford is the second-ranked defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. So we can all clap and congratulate Puna and his long arms uh, for being a good defensive tackle. Uh, Coronavirus updates, always the most fun part of the podcast. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger and three other Pittsburgh Steelers were isolated five days after being placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Last Tuesday, obviously, he played. This Sunday, as he he and the Steelers are 9-0 and now. Uh, an NFL PA rep allegedly met with Kansas City players in close proximity last month, which is a potential protocol violation as he was not wearing a mask. So that's kind of weird that that would even happen. Uh, the team sent out an inquiry to the NFL on this on Wednesday. Uh, Saturday, Josh Norman of the Bills had a confirmed case of COVID-19 and three other Bills players were placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. And then on Sunday... Uh, prior to their game, it was announced that the Saints could lose a draft pick and see significant discipline for having post-game celebrations that were put on uh, team players' Instagram live streams uh, after their win uh, that violated COVID-19 protocols. So big no-no from the Saints, don't do that. Um, Looking ahead to these Cardinals, as we've kind of already alluded to, um, we'll get into it too much just considering what we've said, Sort of about them. The team sits at 6-3, and three tied uh, in record, tied for the Cardinals and the Rams. But in terms of positioning, they sit at third in the NFC West. Only ahead of the 49ers who have four wins, I believe. They're 4-5. and five. And the next game on Thursday, the Cardinals will come to Seattle 5.20 p.m. and play the Seahawks team, coming off their victory against the Bills. Uh the te- the only slight shred of excitement I'll get from this game, and I haven't heard your take on this, so I'll be interested to hear that. Um, is that the team will be wearing their action green color rush uniforms, which I personally I do not have an issue with. It's sort of the uh it's like candy corn, it's like either you really like it or you really hate it. Uh what do you think about those uniforms? I
0: only good thing happened this week. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I was really far from the mic. It's the only good thing happening this week.
1: Okay, I I okay. At least we don't we're not, I'm not gonna argue with you about that. No, I, I don't I, I, think they're that bad. You know, they're not as bad as the uh uniforms that they just played what year was that? Two thousand
0: eight? Oh, the the one game wonder. Which is the
1: Bears and the fullback at the time like banged his head against his helmet and he was bleeding. That was yeah. just a atrocious game. Cursed, the,
0: cursed Yeah, dreams.
1: It was it cursed. You know, you don't wanna see something like that, so I'm not going to pull out. I'm not going to sit here and tell you their record in the action green because I don't tend to believe that stuff. And it's sort of like Stupid. an announcer. It's sort of like an announcer oh jinx.
0: It's
1: like, oh, they're this record and this and these uniforms. I'm like, I don't care.
0: I only, I only believe in the Wolf Grey.
1: Yeah, I like the Wolf Crate, too. And that's just because it's, it's my favorite jersey. But. Seahawks Twitter is a rabbit hole because there's so many uh, interesting things that happen there. But something I've seen there is people don't like the Wolf Crate. I'm like, hey, I like the Wolf
0: Crate. So God, we gotta get more active in Seahawks Twitter.
1: It's it's trust me, dude. It's a whole rabbit hole. It's I know. Kind of, I, it's partially why I started this whole thing is like I liked what I saw in there as opposed to the national media. So I was like, hell yeah, dude, let's do this.
0: I follow Evan Hill. Yep. And uh, Josh Cashman.
1: Yep, he he does good stuff. He he hasn't had a reason to post any good uh, videos just because of the losses. But – um,
0: um, And then who else do I follow? It's oh. it's
1: sort of like – See, because Seahawks Twitter to me is not entirely biased. They hold this team accountable. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's better than seeing this, like, things from CBS or Bleacher Report or ESPN, oh, the Seahawks are so great, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's like, hey – we may have beat the Cowboys, but this team gave up insert amount of yards, you know, so, you know, that's that's that point. But um, Thursday, uh, they'll get that extra sort of they'll get an extended period of rest, essentially, um, against the uh, coming up after this game against the, Fal- the Pardon me, other bird team, the Eagles, because they play this game on Thursday against the Cardinals and then they don't play against a week from then. Uh, against the Eagles on Monday night in Philly. So, you know, hopefully the best case scenario is that the Seahawks win on Thursday, knock on wood, the Buccaneers beat the Rams on Monday night this next week. And then you hopefully go into that week uh, against the Eagles and just get time to heal them with that extra day of rest essentially. So that is that. Um yeah. So uh, if, if you have a child or you don't like hearing swear words, I apologize for what just happened. I know we didn't go entirely crazy, but much, much worse things could have been said. I'm sure Bennett can attest to that. Much worse things could have been said. Uh, I know if we were recording it during the game.
0: Oh, God, I was angry during the game. Yeah, if we recorded it. Even if we if we recorded it last night, I think.
1: Yeah. No, been- I just I just I went I, I, I took an anger nap and I woke up at four in the morning. So I
0: got, yeah, I got to sleep that off a little bit. Um, yeah. Okay. Should we do another thing where we predict the score next week?
1: Oh God. I don't like doing scores.
0: <laughs> I'll just say. I you can do it.
1: it. I'll let you do it. That'll be, uh, that can be your thing. I don't want
0: to. score corner. We're going to lose bad. <laughs> we're going to lose terribly.
1: Bennett's score corner.
0: Uh, we're going to lose 37 to 20.
1: 37,
0: 20. Yeah, you score 37 points in a football game?
1: I've seen it before. What would that be?
0: That'd be three touchdowns is 21. So three touchdowns, a touchdown, a field goal to get you 31. And,
1: and then, then two more, more field goals.
0: So four touchdowns and three field goals. Yeah. That can happen. That yeah. is not out there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a new segment. We've added a couple of ben, uh, segments when Bennett's been here. So I, I, I do like that, adding things making them add little niches uh, uh yeah but
0: 37 to 20 feels right to me um i don't think we're gonna win that's that's my deep analysis for this week
1: that is bennett's uh preview for this thursday that's weird that's in a couple of days yeah, it's really um it's
0: the same day we'll be uploading the other one.
1: Oh yeah that is that other podcast that i have mentioned i mentioned it uh, the week before when i think you cut out and I sat here for like thirty seconds. I was like Bennett, um, and then last week. So if if you like Star Wars, if you like The Mandalorian, if you've been watching it with us on Fridays or whenever you get to watch it, uh, I have a bad. It's, I have a bad feeling about this. Correct. I think I got confused about our discussion. No, it's,
0: it's, it's, I've got.
1: Oh, I've got a bad feeling about this. It is out. We have two episodes already. it Drops on Thursdays. Uh, it's on any. This uh, is on any platform that. You listen Everybody to the podcast, you
0: listen to the podcast, yep.
1: There you go. So, that if that is your thing, and go ahead. Good uh, thing is, I only have positive things to say after uh, that, my head hurts. Um, Kyle Lewis, newly minted AL Rookie of the Year, said on a Friday. Woo! Whoa, God. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. has been a mentor to me since I got drafted into Seattle. So, it's cool to see Griffey still sort of involved. Uh, in baseball here in Seattle, and uh, Commissioner Robert Manfred said that the MLB will be more aggressive about hosting fans during the twenty the two thousand twenty one season. Which I don't know how I feel about considering the recent surge and spike in cases. Uh, but you know that's in spring, so we'll see uh, what the pandemic is looking like going forward. No game from the Sounders this week. They have uh, their game next Tuesday, the twenty fourth, against the LA well, against LAFC, they don't really have a cool name, that's just LAFC, Um, 7.30 p.m. uh, In, uh, well, team news, I guess, both Jordan Morris, uh, who is from Mercer Island, and Nicholas Ladero made the final list of five finalists for the MLS 2020 MVP award. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see when that comes out and if one of those two is named to the team. Why do
0: they have two teams? Wait, what? what does L A have two teams?
1: I don't know. I don't. They I have, have two teams in soccer, and they have two teams in football. I don't and, look at. And up. uh, baseball. Well, Anaheim know. Angels doesn't really count, but they say L A Angels, which I don't like. Uh, so you know, um,
0: sorry, that's my that's my ignorant soccer interjection. No, I mean we're all learning here. You know, I don't know anything about soccer. Continue.
1: Uh, yeah, L A F C. Well, I'll say that later. Uh, the Huskies, a football team that actually won this week. Uh, the Huskies beat Oregon State 37-21. to 21. I have another game recap to go through. Though. This might take a bit. Uh, in scoring, this game really started out very bizarre. I don't know if you watched it, Bennett, but if you will, this will just be a repeat. If not, you'll hear get to hear this. Uh, the Huskies were going to punt the ball with Chris Porter, uh, O'Day alumni, Irish. Um when the long snapper snapped the ball over race's head. um, So he had to go and chase the ball race would try to get the punt off. But by then the, the the punt coverage team had come down and chased him down. So the punt got blocked and then the returner, uh, the original returner who was supposed to return the ball on the punt. If it had gone gone normally had ran all the way downfield and recovered that blocked kick and ran it in from 11 yards out to score a touchdown. Jaden Grant, to put the Beavers up 7-0 uh, in the first quarter. So that, that game started off very bizarre with 9.46 left in the first. Uh, senior running back Sean McGrew would tie the game with a 21-yard touchdown rush with 7.44 left in the quarter, followed by a Peyton Henry 25-yard field goal with 2.10 left in the uh, quarter, leaving us with a score of 7-10. to uh, Kamari Pleasant would add a 15-yard touchdown run with 45 seconds into that second quarter, uh, opening the scoring there. Uh, but then the Beavers would find out their offense uh, getting the ball to B.J. Baylor with a three-yard run uh, with 931 prior to the half. Quarterback Dylan Morris, who before the season started, I had said that Ethan Garbers would be the starter. I was wrong. So why why not play the sad trumpet? Um, Dylan Morris scored a QB sneak from a yard out with 219 before the half to put the Huskies up by 10. Uh, but the Beavers and Jamar Jefferson would score from four yards out in a run to bring us to a score of 21 to 24 at half. So pretty wild Uh, pac 12 after dark playing the game at eight o'clock of all times. Um, West coast. will never get any love that the East coast does and, or the sec and these college games will always sort of be after the, uh, all of the people in college football care, because the rankings and the analysis and the grades for college football came like right before our game started. I was like, well, we haven't even played yet, but we don't matter, I guess. Uh, That would be it for scoring in this game until a minute 45 left in the game when Peyton Henry would add a 23-yard field goal to put the Huskies up by six and the defense would ultimately hold to give the Huskies their first one of the year and their first game of the year. Thank you, Cal, for blowing it and letting us wait another week. Uh, Game leaders, Dylan Morris uh, was – Good on 14 of his 24 attempts for 141 yards and no touchdowns, and no interceptions, thankfully. Uh, senior running back Sean McGrew would ha- have nine rushes for 91 yards and a touchdown, and wide receiver Terrell Bynum would have four receptions for 66 yards. The Huskies sit at second in the Pac-12 North behind Oregon. Ugh. Um, it just – it was – I talked to Bennett about this a little bit before the game, uh, I started this uh, up today, um, but it was – and for both teams, it was really just a sort of, excuse me, old school style game. Just a lot of running the ball, short passes when necessary. The defenses really showed out. Uh, and it's it's really interesting to see after having Jake Browning and Jacob Eason in, in the years prior to get a guy that, you know, necessarily isn't going to come out and just throw the ball around. Obviously, no Miles Gaskin. Obviously, I, I don't need to say obviously. Uh, no Miles Gaskin and no savannah Ahmed. So, you know, having that consistency or these guys we've already seen at the quarterback and running back positions is not there. It's Kamari Pleasant. It's Richard Newton, who I liked a lot, but he didn't get as much action. Uh, and Sean McGrew, who's showed spurts, he's apparently was the fastest in his high school year. And he was the fastest player out of California, um, which is interesting considering he's a white running back. And typically white running backs aren't the best. It's no racial, but it's just kind of how it is. Um, It was, it was, it was, it's going to be an interesting year, considering that thanks to Cal we'll we'll only play five games this year. Um, And because of how late the pacto started and because of this pandemic ultimately. um, So what we see this year will be interesting. I don't know, you know, how well it'll show Jimmy Lake's coaching ability and uh, the coaching staff, but you know I'll just take what I can get six games now five games um well after this it's four games but you know it it sucks thanks Cal we should have got a win for that like Bennett was told me before we started up Cal should have you know effectively lost that game but you know we'll take what we can get um the next game is against Arizona at home on the 21st at 5 p.m thankfully not 8 p.m uh COVID updates Jesus Christ this is not good um, the situation in Arizona state. So coach head coach for Arizona state, Herm Edwards tested positive for COVID-19 um, and the outbreak was so bad that the game versus Cal was canceled. So Cal had it. They got a taste of their own medicine. Um, and there was a, a report that came out, which is really interesting. A report came out that both, one entire side of the ball, whether it was the offense or the defense had COVID-19 and the situation quote was really really bad in Arizona State so that's not good oh
0: come on guys so you know that's terrible
1: Utah and UCLA was canceled after Utah did not have enough scholarship players available for the game due to COVID-19 cases and contact tracing and UCLA and Cal would then play on Sunday I didn't care enough to watch that game because I had other games to watch uh, since they both had their game canceled. So it was a cool concept to have both of their games were obviously canceled and have them play on Sunday. Um, but just, you know, to see Cal get away with that and then how to deal with that. And then to uh, see Arizona in their situation, it's not good. Uh, like I said before, uh, the college football season, in order for this season, you know, to continue, you know, you. It's just, you had to be disciplined and you had to do things the right way. You had to follow guidelines and obviously people weren't. So that is that we actually have you basketball news to look at. Um, there was no game, obviously, cause I would have said something, but the schedule was announced for the season or whatever will happen of the season. You know, things could happen as we've seen with ASU, Uh the, Season will start out with the Husky Classic, which is a sort of mini opener, three-game series, uh, all at home. Uh, November 25th versus Portland State. November 27th versus San Diego. And the 28th versus Cal State Fullerton. Then in the normal slate of games, it's December 3rd at Utah. December 9th versus Seattle U. December 12th versus Oregon. Uh, At a period of time, it's interesting how they schedule this because they give us a period of time, but they don't say actually when. Uh, for these games. January 6th through 10th, they'll play at Cal and Stanford. January 13th through 17th, they'll play at UCLA and at USC. January 20th through 24th, they'll play Colorado and Utah. January 27th through 31st, they'll play Wazoo. And then February 3rd through 7th at Oregon and Oregon State. February 10th through 14th, they'll play UCLA and USC at home. The 17th and 21st of February, Cal and Stanford. 24th and 28th, Arizona and ASU. And then March 6th through 7th, they'll play Washington State in Pullman. Uh, Four-star forward Jackson Grant out of Olympia, signed with the Huskies over the week. He is a four-star, 6'9", 205-pound forward. Uh, He had offers from Wisconsin, California, Oklahoma, Pepperdine, and UW. So obviously it's sort of a big win considering uh, in the past – name that really pops up is Michael Porter Jr. But uh, teams really haven't really been coming up to Washington. So it's good to get that uh, homegrown talent there. Uh, Wichita's Stanford, pardon me, transfer Eric Stevenson had his waiver approved by NCAA. So he's eligible to play immediately for the dogs. Um, And on Monday, it was announced that in preliminary talks with the city of Indianapolis, uh, there are plans to host the entire NCAA tournament in the spring in that city of Indianapolis. So, looking forward, uh, there's a Husky basketball game to look forward to on the 25th versus Portland State. So, that is that. Um, like I said, I will not be able to click the clean uh, portion. I will not be able to label this episode as clean, but uh, it's just, it was a frustrating week outside of the Huskies um, to come off of that loss at Buffalo and just drop. An utter clunk of a game, and then have the Cardinals win uh, right after that. So important games to look for are this Thursday against the Cardinals. The twenty-first, the Huskies will take on Arizona, and then twenty-fifth, uh, which I believe is a Wednesday because Thanksgiving is on the twenty-sixth. Uh, the Huskies basketball team will take on uh, Portland State. Pardon me. Are you guys rivals? Is Portland rivals with Portland State, or are they not get involved?
0: UP has a terrible basketball team. Oh,
1: <laughs> maybe they could use our friend uh, Ben Pataxel. Maybe they could use his Put talents. P in ben P was pretty good at uh, men or group basketball. So <laughs>
0: That's it. No, he was unstoppable.
1: Unless Bennett has anything to say, um, that is it for me. Um, obviously, we're not too excited for Thursday. But uh, Bennett, if you have any words,
0: go Hawks.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, um, a hesitant go Hawks from us uh, here at the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. One last, uh, if you are interested in Star Wars or any of that, uh, our f- our our favorite galaxy. Or what what did, what is he, What do you say in the Dude, introduction? Dude, I don't
0: know the galaxy far, far away. We all know and love. We all know and love.
1: Uh, if that's your thing, go and check it out. Um, it's on all the things that you can listen to this podcast on, and we will see you. Next Tuesday, hopefully, um, knock on wood, hopefully, with a good result. Uh, But the way we're seeing it, maybe not. So thank you, and hesitantly, go Hawks. Baba Bowie.